permanent good bonus episode permanent good bonus episode permanent good bonus episode where we talk about you the show all right so we're gonna talk about you do you want to do do we want to do a non-spoiler section i'm just trying to think of like at what episode is spoilers let's just talk about let's talk about tone and theme first okay all right so we will do and a spoiler then, section yeah so we're gonna do non-spoilers right now and then when you're when we move on to spoilers you can just dip from the rest of the episode because that's yeah. the end of the episode yeah after this we're not we're not talking about anything else so just leave yeah uh, and like, go oh just just go watch you don't waste time on this finish watching you so how would you rank the seasons i don't know because this season is so different it is so different bro it almost it almost almost feels like a different tv show um yeah i mean for me this is macy's least favorite okay um this the here's the thing Everyone looks at the first season and the first movie of a series with rose-colored lenses because it establishes the world. And the world is always the coolest part. So you go from not seeing anything at all to being introduced to something. So it's always going to be great. I love Love. She is my favorite. I like her more than Beck, and I like her more than Marianne. Mm. You know, okay, carry on. Um, So I am partial to the second and third season because it revolves around them. Okay, I will say, I like season two love more than I like season three love. Oh, for sure. And and we will get into why during the spoilers. But I think I will say that this is also my least favorite season. Not to say that it wasn't good. It's it's not a bad season, guys. It is a very good season. Like, saying that this is our least favorite. Like, it is is good. It is very good. But I think you can get lost in the first couple episodes and be like, oh, this is very good. It lasts three episodes. Buckwild. I would say mostly the last two. The last two episodes are phenomenal. Personally, I got hooked after the end of the first episode because the first episode is entirely like it is very easy to have the idea of like, oh, it's just the last two seasons again. Every season he finds a girl. That's how they that's how they tease the end of season two. He sees a woman and he's like, I got it. She's next. And then in this episode, we watch an entire season of you. Yeah. Where he does the thing like he follows her to the store. He has a cute little interaction with her he does he like he does all of it and then by the end of the episode something so entirely buck wild happens and you're like oh this is already not the last two seasons of you yeah like the stinger that episode one ends on like it almost makes me wish it was weekly because that would have been one of the best episode one cliffhangers like in recent tv history (laughs) Dude, it is what blows my mind, and I'm so glad. I was scared this show was going to have, like, the trilogy disease. Yes. Um, where the first, like, freaking Hunger Games, where the first yeah. <laughs> book is amazing. Everyone falls in love with it. The second one is the first one, just a little different. And then the third one, we're just going to do whatever the heck we want, and it's always bad. That's, like, straight-up one-to-one comparison with Hunger Games. And this movie, or this show, does it so well Yeah, that I because the whole time, you're just like, the writers are geniuses. 
because the show doesn't go off the wall in the sense of like, oh, we're going to start a revolution. It's like, no, it's still Joe doing what Joe does, but in a different setting with different hurdles. And there's more backstory and you find out why he's doing things. And then he actually ends up learns, hey, there's a reason why I'm doing this. I have a pattern. He's just more self-aware. He, it's He's more of a three-dimensional character. Yeah. So overall, good season. I And again, I don't want to put, I really don't like putting the label, it's not my favorite, but it is the most different. And I applaud it for that. It does different very, very well. Dude, I freaking love it. It's, it's not the worst. I, for me, it is not my least favorite of the three. Uh, dude, honestly, it's probably tied with the second season. Like one, The first one was se- the first of its a kind. The first yeah. of its kind. Um, and the second and third. Second is a different version of the first one. And the third is like the freaking. It's it's dude. It's phenomenal. It's just. And gen- I can't wait to do genuinely spoilers. a continuation of the second season. And mm-hmm. it just works very well. It works really All right. well. Let's do it. So if you want to, if, if you were on the fence about you season three, try it. If you didn't love how season two went, try it. Just, just try it. Um, but that being said, let's jump into spoilers. The freaking body count of this TV the show. Freaking, okay. Hey, I don't think that there is a couple that could have benefited more from being polyamorous. <laughs> It is freaking crazy. Dude, when the whole... Dude, I don't even... I want to kind of start... I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to look this up in freaking IMDb, and we're going to go episode by episode, because there's so much that happened, I almost forgot what happened in the first five. Yeah. Freaking IMDb. So the first uh, episode, we get uh, uh, shown, you know, all the characters, and probably my least favorite part about the season is that everyone is an LA stereotype, and that kind of gets old pretty fast, because we had that last season because love and all of her friends were like keto diet vegan da 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 and all these guys are like um uh ring doorbells and you know uh uh you know what was it like uh natural parenting and stuff like that and then that's when you get introduced to, um, like she's not the main character, but you get introduced to Sherry Conrad, who is yes. the fakest of them all. Um, and she's got a blog and she's talking about how great of a parent she is. But you also get introduced to Natalie, the super hot neighbor whose husband's out of town all the time. He's a tech giant, so he's loaded, but she doesn't get the attention she wants. And she eyes the neighbor. And of course, yeah. they uh, that relationship moves so freaking fast. It's crazy. Yeah. And I... I didn't hate Joe and Natalie together. I mean, obviously, we didn't have enough time to explore the depth of their relationship. But I mean, like, it would have been frustrating as an audience member to watch that relationship happen, because I know that that season would have just been, how do we get around love? How do I cheat on my wife without her knowing? And I'm like, that's boring. That's boring. Right. Um. So, and, and like I said, love killing Natalie came, like, I was so genuinely Dude, surprised. People got, by that. I got freaking whiplash. I'm like, wait, what? It's the first yeah. freaking episode. We all know. Yo, Joe's a slow burn. But love is man. Impulsive. <laughs> She's impulsive and she hates that word. And but every kill we've seen up to this point has been, you know, freaking impulsive. And this just proves it. She freaking snaps and she kills people. Yeah. <sighs> 
so it, it's it's buck wild uh then in episode two it's them covering the murder which and then you know, they go stuff- to couples therapy and that's a huge yeah. part of this episode for some reason uh, actually i kind of liked the, the couples therapy I did. I really liked it as well. And again, this is what I will say about you is I love the the reason why I love Joe as a character, despite the fact that he is morally like repulsive. He is 100% one of the worst people objectively, morally, ethically speaking. But I love him as a character because we always know what he's thinking. Literally always know what he's thinking and i think that that does us so much good because joe is so articulate and specific that when and expressive as well so in these couples therapy appointments we're hearing from the therapist we're hearing from love we're hearing from joe but we're also hearing from joe's subconscious and i think that that is an amazing dimension that really helped those therapy appointments not feel static yeah bro it was freaking sweet also the therapy was really good and you can hear her respond to his thoughts because she could just pick up on it yeah Um, however we do in this episode meet my least favorite character in television history i hate theo oh i hate theo too theo blows i he is he's playing a 19 year old who falls in love with love and love and this is supposed to be late 20s like 28 29 uh, in real life, Theo is a year older than the uh, actress who plays Love. Whoa. And they're like rumored to be dating. Oh, yeah. In real life, they're dating. But in this, they're nine years apart. And yeah. she's actually in. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, Theo, the whole time I had to remind myself, he's a teenager. This is this is how teenagers think. This is how teenagers act. Did you have it's to remind annoying. yourself of that because you knew he was older or because you were just annoyed with his actions? I was annoyed with him. And I'm okay, like, oh, okay. this is real though. This is real. Yeah, it genuinely he, is. Well, it is until he starts being like, let's run away together. Let's run away together. I'm like, Theo, shut up. I mean, I think a teenager who fell in love with a married woman and has a family full of money would be like, let's do it. I can I can take care of you. Of course he would say that. It's just annoying because we know so it can't annoying. happen. We also and know. And also, I just want to say, I, I think to myself, I, I try to get critical about stuff like this is why am I okay with joe having a mistress why does that why is that compelling to me as an audience member but for some reason love being with theo is not compelling and makes me hate it because i feel like that that's a very bad double standard to have i'm okay with it because we naturally we just got done talking about this with whatever whenever we watch a movie you root for the main character we root for Tony Stark. We root for all these guys, freaking Bruce Wayne, all these guys who objectively have tons of character flaws. You root for them because they're main character. If your wife is cheating on you, is cheating on the main character, we take it personally. If the move, if this whole show was getting um, told from Love's perspective and we were in her thoughts, if Joe was cheating, we would be on her side. I think it's purely a matter of we're in Joe's head and we don't like it. Okay, that that that. I definitely agree with that. It makes the us not thing, misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up is love being with Theo makes love a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> and makes that's love a hypocrite? what frustrated me. Also, he's not a minor, but it's inappropriate. <laughs> And so I'm just like, you want Joe to be in this relationship 100%, which 
fair, valid. That is 100% a normal expectation to have. And then you kiss and then on a different occasion sleep with the 19-year-old neighbor boy. You cannot be kill your husband upset about that. Yeah, bro. It's it I still it does make sense. Like the double standard she's got in her head cuz what ends up happening, I mean, I don't we can we're not going to skip to it. But in episode 3 and 4, she snaps again. And this is when yeah. we realize this girl is actually crazy. She's off yeah, the wall Yeah, because when she kills Natalie, we're like, okay, jealous rage. She's killed before. It, it's kind of, it's like heat of the moment. We kind of get it. I guess she did this next one isn't a kill. But she freaking bludgeons a dude. a dude. Because For, um, she got her, he got her baby sick with uh, measles. Yeah. Something like that. Also, just want to say. Um, my favorite activity to do is to go on Google Trends and look up terms after a TV show comes out and see how much it has spiked. Uh, the term measles has never spiked higher in history. Oh my, because everyone's like, what are the symptoms? Was <laughs> yeah. I vaccinated? Um, or just like, because when I, like um, the same thing happened when Bo Burnham's Inside came out. The term derealization never spiked higher in history. Oh, um, I was one of those people. Yeah. I was one of those people. So, um, um, but yeah, she almost kills this dude and this is where the cage gets used again we're like four episodes in and we like haven't really used the cage yet. so yeah so the bakery was made um or got from freaking natalie which is really sucks that she killed him when she got the bakery from them like not great planning but then they build a cage because like just in case um and then he ends up hanging himself in the next episode because they find out that his son sexually assaulted somebody and his wife covered it up and he didn't know about it. Yeah, it is like, I like feel like I felt so bad for the dude. Like the, the show gave us opera, gave us outs. We're like, Hey, it's okay to not like this dude. But even with those character flaws, I'm still like, yikes. I feel bad. He doesn't deserve to get freaking knifed. And then you find out he ends up killing himself out of the shame that his wife was holding something from him and his son wasn't who he, th- he thought his son was getting better and he sexually assaulted someone and he didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, and then they frame <laughs> him for Natalie's death, which by the way Gil. is Gil is the dude's name. Yeah. Gil gets framed. That is the cleanest cover up. Cleanest. It was oh, such was a good so idea. Satisfying. Shout out love. That was such a good idea, man. Like they, j- I loved wor- watching them work together as a team. And even though love like made mistakes and Joe had to fix them and Joe was angry about fixing them, like for what it's worth, they work as a team very well. Right. Um, and I get, yeah, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of contingencies when you're trying to kill people now. Because you got phones, you got tracking rings, you got freaking cameras, you have where their car is. There's so much going on and love doesn't think about any of that. Yeah. Which like once she has calmed down and is not running on adrenaline, she does think about that stuff and starts working that out. But in the moment she's not good at that right <laughs> then we move on to again episode five into if the you woods. were to cut if you were to cut an episode it would be this episode however i did thoroughly enjoy this episode Me so too. i would not cut it because <laughs> so- joe we think he killed somebody and i'm like this can't be the way bro yeah <laughs> also we so- haven't even talked about marianne yet and she's been um, this entire time uh yeah um so joe you know finds a library and he's like all right this is my book outlet 
you know, this is how I'm going to, you know, stave off the book feelings I have. And she and he gets a job as he works at is his main job restoring the old books or does he just like he still puts books away. But I think the reason he got the job is because he can restore books. Yeah. And he's doing it for free. Also, 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 um, can we talk about how there was literally one throwaway line of the girl that he traumatized last season and then it's not brought up again? Um, what was that? I can't remember. The reason he took a job there was because he wanted access to those books so he could take them and sell them and then send her the money. And then he gets caught doing it, stops doing it, and doesn't bring it up again. Yeah. It didn't, when it happened, I'm like, this doesn't really make sense. I'm glad we're trying to connect them because essentially they moved to a different place. Yeah. Um, And that's how he gets away with everything. He moved from New York to LA and now he's in the suburbs because he doesn't want to freaking get caught and it works. Yeah. But he does, he had to stop sending money or maybe he found a different way and they stopped talking about it. But it didn't get discussed a whole lot. I really like Marianne. Like I, I, She's my least favorite of all the girls, um, including Natalie. Interesting. That's wild. I think I like her a lot. I think that her having a lot of similarities with Joe is good. Because like love is similar to Joe in the fact that she's crazy. Just like he's crazy. But Marianne say, yeah. is like, I have trauma and I'm trying to be a good person parent and i have troubles in my life and joe is like yo same the cra- do you know what i realized craig i love toxic people and you love <laughs> broken people but you hate toxic people and i hate broken people so when i see love i'm like that girl's a ride or die bro this person's gonna help you kill people she is like she's crazy but like she's freaking down you know but I see Marianne, I'm like, oh, great. Another girl in the system. Freaking great. She's got a freaking ex. Of course she does. She's got a kid already. Like, she's got baggage, bro. Like, this is yeah. so much work. But love, I'm like, listen, man. She's she's a wild card, but we can work with that. Um, she loves but, you for real. But let's go back to Into the Woods because this episode was wild, uh, literally and figuratively. Um, I start. I started to think I wasn't going to like this episode because I'm like, oh, a bunch of dude in the... Like, I was on Joe's side. Like, a bunch of dudes like, in the woods. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, like what we is We can't this? bring food. We only eat what we hunt. And then he almost kills Carrie. Oh, dude, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, pushed him off a cliff. He looked like his bones were broken yeah and then he drags him up the hill and gives him cpr and he regains consciousness like did you like i thought he was just gonna leave him there i oh, thought me too like me too. i'm like like in joe trying to make it look like an accident and admitting fault to the accident was probably the best way to make it not look like a murder right so um it makes sense why he did that i bet joe didn't think he was gonna come back to life either right. um so that I was i will it say was just, mm-hmm. carrie is a lot this entire season but he grows yeah. on me he grew Same. on me man I'm like, you know, I kind of like Carrie now, man. And and I'll tell you exactly what line made me be cool with Carrie. It's when Joe is cool with Carrie. It's when he's hugging. It's when Joe is hugging Carrie. And he's like, is this what having friends is like? And I'm like, if this is what you want out of friends, Joe, then yeah. Yeah. Okay. We can rock with this. But I mean, Carrie started like, listen, he's a brother. 
Like, we're going to back him up. We're going to, I'm like, dude, you're us. And Carrie was just like, he was so macho machismo, but also bisexual is what a true man does. And I'm like, this guy is a character and he's got some depth to him. And I I loved him. I'm like, this guy is awesome. I love him. And also I'll, I'll even double that up and say Sherry grows on me as well. Sherry. I don't, she only grew on me like the last two episodes. Like, sure, she, that's totally. She fair. was so freaking annoying. Yeah, she's very fake. Very, you know, I did not like her until the library fundraiser when she's like, "Hey, let's talk about sex and let's maybe get into like a like a open relationship type deal." And I'm like, finally, someone is saying it. <laughs> so that's episode five. We go into episode six, and this is after. After um, Love and Theo have made love and she thinks she's pregnant. Yeah, th- I wasn't a big fan of this. And by bit. the she thinks she's pregnant, I looked away from the screen for like a couple seconds and Macy said, oh no, she took a pregnancy test. She is pregnant. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what? And then I think I did the exact same thing. Broadcast it on her little women's retreat that she is pregnant. And her and Joe haven't been really getting it on. So it's awfully sus that she's pregnant. And then she goes off at a freaking author. This episode is probably my least favorite. Yeah. Of all of them. Episode yeah. six. Um, so I don't really have much to say about it. And I can't really tell what Joe well, is doing. I think he might have hooked up or maybe didn't hook up, but he probably made out with Marianne at this point. Is this the episode where the library gets rained on? I think so. Okay. I liked that bit. I liked that bit. That was cute. Um, But they also resolve Lug's, Love's pregnancy as easily as they introduced it. Yeah. Like. Uh, it, miscarriage. Like, eh, yeah. we'll just give it up. And she doesn't care, really. Yeah. <laughs> um... Oh, so this is where um the- this is where Theo um oh my god, this is also where uh 40 is in the bathtub with love. <laughs> yeah, bro. So weird. Yeah. So weird. We also have been talking about 40 is dead and she's been hallucinating and by the way, they named their kid 40. And their kid is only important when the show wants him to be. And I'm so glad. And I'm so yeah. glad. So, um, yeah, again, I don't care. Um, uh, like the Henry, which is like the first name of their son. Like he's not integral to the plot per se. I like, mean, he's he, important because yes, half the stuff would be happening without him, but he doesn't need to be there to be important. Yes, that's perfe- perfectly worded. I 100% agree. Um, let's see. Episode seven. We're all mad here. Um, this is the fundraiser episode. Yep. Um, Ugh, oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, I think at the end of this, this is when Joe and Love are like, or Love brings up to Joe, listen, I heard um, Theo's dad has access to information. He hasn't given up on Natalie. And she's like, I can play Theo and see if I can get some stuff. He is interested in me, um, but you got to let me play him. And at this point, they've already had sex. And she's just like, I think I can get more stuff because he thinks something's going to happen. Because she thinks something's going to happen. And Joe is not particularly comfortable with this. Yeah, but he also, at this point, is totally tapped out of the relationship. He goes, whatever it takes to freaking end this thing. So. If which this is, gets her off uh, my which back, is a then, weird double-edged sword. Right. Because he has to pretend like he's not cool with it, but he really doesn't care. 
but he's like, if I was really invested in her, I have to, I have to be, I have to fake being jealous. Yeah. This episode also had almost the most intense moment of the whole series, which is when, uh, love's mom gets super incredibly (sighs) drunk essentially kidnaps Henry, takes him to the vineyard that her ex-husband bought and burns it to the ground. And so the way it's revealed to us is Love's mom has Henry and then Love's mom is drunk and then Love's mom is driving. And we're like, oh, this child is dead. Oh, yeah. Because she's in a freaking drive through yelling at the other person and the kid is in the front seat. And you're like, what is happening? So I expected that to happen and then just like love totally break. But I'm going to say fortunately that didn't happen. Right. So um, that was very that was like one of the most intense moments of the show. For sure. The last and then obviously love meets Marianne and this is going to be a flashback later because she puts together what actually happened. Spoiler alert for our spoiler section. The last three episodes of the show are freaking incredible. It's so good. This is when the open relationship comes out. This is when Theo um, decides, hey, I gotta I gotta see what you're seeing. So he thinks Joe's abusive and he's like, I can rescue you. We can get out of here. I know he's not good for you. Um, this is when uh, Carrie and Sherry bring up, hey, we are swingers. You can come and join us. And then they have an interview that goes badly. And then they decide, hey, maybe we are going to take them up on it. So much happens in these last three episodes. It's freaking nuts. It's so um, I just want to talk about maybe some of the heavy hitters. Sure. Um, uh, the I, I thought that the the swing date was very, it, it was cool. It was um, so uncomfortable for me to watch, but I'm like, I, it it's got to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. And I, I think that there was a, vi- like I said, Sherry and Carrie grow on, grew on me a lot during this episode. Um, Cause I, it was like the one time in the show where I'm like, they genuinely want to help Joe and love. They are genuine with each other and they are genuine with Joe and love. It was right. like the one time I felt like they were truly authentic. And I'm like this Sherry and Carrie, while still a lot, I, I enjoy right. and it just then, felt authentic yeah and then love spills the beans and they overhear it yeah i mean listen it also i hated the fact that joe literally took a call from marianne in the middle of this thing i'm like that's a freak <laughs> if anyone were to find out you'd be screwed yeah. also um shout out love for calling the safe word the second she's dude the whole i'm totally cool with you having sex with sherry and then he she sees him instead of looking at her zone out and she's like oh no somebody else is dude that was such good writing to be like i'm not upset that you're having sex with sherry i have i'm upset that you're not looking at me you're zoning out and thinking about somebody else so who is she and she freaking screams and runs downstairs and in typical impulsive fashion Literally spills the bean in her own house screaming. And at that point, I paused the show and I'm like, it's about to get so freaking good. And it did. Because they heard and they're like, we don't know if they heard. So we're going to have to go upstairs and find out if they know. And he goes, by the way, Sherry has a tell and we'll have to figure out how we're going to do this. And it was, this is my top three scenes in the entire show is this short sequence. It's so freaking good, dude. Yeah, and I think that the um sh- I I think it did a good job at like they both had an equally 
cool fight scene. Um, Sherry and Love fighting was cool. Um, Joe and Carrie wrestling. Joe stabbing Carrie in the leg or across the arm or whatever. Yeah. Like that. It, you know, and then I'm not... shooting bows at each other outside. Yeah. Dude, yes. Yeah. And like, I know. I think the jo- I think the show doesn't try to hide the fact that that was a lucky shot. Oh, 100%. He shot him in the butt. Yeah. So, God, yeah, very cool, very cool, intense moment. Also, this is no longer going up at the end of an episode. This is just going to be a bonus episode. <laughs> okay, sweet. And then they just wake up in the cage and we're like, oh, they're all alive. Because when he comes yeah. up on Carrie, we don't know. We're like, we could have shot him in the chest. We don't know. Um, And then, dude. And then you find out that she beat Sherry somehow. Yeah. And he's like, just like, so you know, Sherry knows Krav Maga. I'm like, oh, of course <laughs> she does. But Love also pretty good with blunt weapons. Yeah, bro. She's a freaking, she's a menace to society, bro. Yeah. And so uh, Joe, Carrie also had a gun, which they didn't know about. And so Joe just pockets the gun and starts taking that places. Dude, I love how they start talking about uh, the literary device about introducing guns. Oh, dude. Loved that. Because it was. Go ahead. No, because he's literally like, oh, he says, oh, so now we've introduced a gun. That means someone's probably going to shoot it. He's like, if I hide it, someone will find it and use it against me. So it's better that I have it and use it than vice versa. And he goes, wait, but does that work in real life? I'm like, well, this isn't real life. This is <laughs> yeah. a TV show. And it absolutely works like that. Yeah. So, there, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. That was sick. Also, this is the part where <laughs> they all have face lock on their phones. I thought that was amazing. I'm like, this is facts. Yeah. I'm about to get rid of it because people be using that <laughs> like crazy. Because, like, no one would yell their, no, like, Sherry and Carrie had, have no reason to tell Love their passwords. So the fact that she can just, like, face the camera at them and then come back, it's, like, maniacal. I love it. Dude, Sherry helped with framing people. She's like, if yeah. I actually help her, maybe she'll help me get out. And Carrie's like, what the heck are you talking about? Yeah. And I agree and it's one of those things where i agree with both of them i think carrie should have given up on brute forcing the glass way before he did way before he started shooting it yeah sherry i think had a better idea but i also think that carrie was like kind of on the right track right he just was misguided so i don't yeah sherry Sherry came up with the amazing idea of like just go on my social media and rat out theo's dad natalie's husband the guy who shall not be named because i can't remember his name just freaking say he's got all yeah rat out matthew that he's got all this technology and he's spying on people and it freaking worked because now everything is deleted except for what theo stole and then theo finds out that joe is connected to the murder so he shows up ready to freaking save love from joe the abusive guy that she thinks he is and she throws him down a flight of stairs. Dude, I was... Listen, this is going to be me. I was so disappointed when Theo wasn't dead. Dude, I've gotten to the point where I'm like... And I loved it. And I'm like, oh, people are living now. Like, yeah. When we hurt them, we shout out the guy who got murked in the freaking bakery whose name escapes me again gill gill so gill lived carrie lived carrie and sherry Sherry got into it again and they both lived again carrie's the luckiest guy ever falls off a cliff lives gets shot in the butt (laughs) 
lives. Gets stabbed in the leg, lives. And also, he's like stacked with testosterone. So this guy is freaking juiced, bro. <laughs> and then Theo gets tossed on a flight of stairs and lives. And I'm yeah. like, fast, well, he bro. also gets clobbered first. He gets, dude, it's bad. That guy so, looked rough. Yeah. Um. I, again, a little disappointed just from a character perspective that Theo lived. But I think that ultimately Theo being able to be there for his dad, that was nice. That was sweet. I think um, it also helped Joe stay alive because he could tell yeah, Matt, I sent him yes. to the hospital. Keep me alive. Yeah. Um. But also uh, Matt rolled up on a person paralyzed and he's like, screw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which like oof, oof, um, bro. Oof. dude. I, I did you think that someone in the cage was gonna die? Like, did you yeah, think that Sherry I, was gonna shoot Carrie or vice versa? I think versa? we. I think the best part of all love is they introduce expectations without saying it and then subverted them. So the whole like I'm gonna well knock they somebody did out. they did say those expectations. I well, mean the, specifically when love is like first of oh, all they're in the what's up? I think this line almost made me laugh because of like it was almost so intense it was funny where she, love puts the gun in the transfer box and she's like if one of you shoots the other. I will let you out. Stay together. Die together. And just no, I, walks I think away. The, I think the audience's subverted expectations was if someone's in the cage, they never get out. No one ever gets released. Now, they don't say that ever in the show. But we yeah. know because we've watched the show enough. If someone gets put in the cage, bro, they're not leaving the cage. So they're dying in there. Did you think that when she said that, that, some, that someone was going to shoot the other? I thought regardless, neither one of them couldn't get out. I'm like, say one of you shoots the other. The other person's going to get got too. Like, well, you're going to die. Yeah, I definitely like I definitely thought that Sherry was going to kill Carrie for a second. Oh, bro. She turned on and shot. She's Dude, that whole like I grazed you. And she goes, I'll show you grazed, and then freaking dimes him, him in, in the, the freaking fat thigh. Of the leg. I'm like, like, yo, he's like, that wasn't a graze. I'm like, well, I genuinely talk? thought that Carrie was gonna die. Like, I mean, I, think I thought you're supposed he, to think that. Yeah, I like the fact that he was in the epilogue sequence was surprising, and I. <sighs> The worst thing to say is I'm surprised he didn't die. Just like in general. I like it was almost disappointing that he didn't die because I'm like, it feels a cop out that you both survived. I like, like it. it makes, I, I, I like it. I liked Carrie and I think we I liked, liked Carrie. Carrie too. So I'm okay with it. I, and it makes sense. They escaped just in the nick of time. They called an ambulance and he would have lived. He, it was literally just blood loss. Yeah. Um. So overall, that that was very intense. Now, we need to talk about the thing, right? We need to dude, talk the about the final that. episode. Dude. I'm not going to lie to you. So, Joe gets paralyzed. Marianne disappears so fast and good riddance. She, dude, she just dipped, okay? And never to be seen again. And not with, not ceremoniously at all. Um, well, it was kind of ceremoniously. I mean, kind of, but I felt it wasn't like, it was dramatic, but not very dramatic because it didn't yeah, involve Joe. So, so l- let's rewind a little bit. Um, the dinner sequence itself was freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, 
I didn't want to believe Love's mom at first when she said that Love had killed her first husband. Um, I knew kind of like, oh, the way TV shows are written, she actually did. And Joe's not going to believe her, but she did. But I chose to still believe that she didn't. And so when she finally does the speech where it's like, I learned not to do it. I, I learned that skin contact was enough. And none of this would have happened if you hadn't reached for a weapon. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Because it was one of those if you didn't you would be fine right now but you suspect me so much but i'm like but you suspect him which why you did it so you guys just don't trust each other (laughs) but he suspected you more because he gave himself an antidote beforehand right so (laughs) yeah dude who's most untrustworthy that whole him being paralyzed was such a great dynamic matthew comes in doesn't do a thing not at all and um, um now so we watch marianne go through it about to get killed but it doesn't happen yeah i think i think love decides too quickly to not kill marianne and i think marianne believes her a little too quickly i think marianne i think we were we were looking through joe's eyes and we were obsessed with marianne and marianne were like we thought marianne was as obsessed as joe no one is going to be as obsessed with joe as joe is obsessed with them except for love yeah um and he missed out on that because (laughs) when she was upset with marianne and he was about to she was about to take it out on him he paralyzed her with a freaking lethal dose and that broke my heart i knew it had to happen bro i knew it had to happen there was no way they could have reconciled but when he dragged love's dead body across the floor i was heartbroken um i love love so much bro she is by far and away my favorite female in this show I but, uh, think, you know what? Outside of Joe, favorite character on the show. I loved her. I was really rooting for Joe and Marianne because she is so much better of a person. Like, if there was anybody to help Joe genuinely grow into a better person, it would have been her. So that's why I kind of was rooting for them because I wanted to see Joe get better. And I knew that she was going to be the one to do that. So that's why I was disappointed. I was not saddened by Love's death. It was a long time coming. It was the most romantic death ever, too. Sure. I love... Dude, this... Dude, what was heartbreaking... What was heartbreaking was her dying words, where she's like, oh, your son will see you for who you are. And she doesn't even say what he is, but we know. Yeah, and then he gives his son away, which is the best move. It is. To Dante. It's a little disappointing because I'm like, he was around for one season and he wasn't around that much. So like, as far as characters go, a little unglorified or a little undignified, but he is the, he is probably top three main motivators for the whole season. So like, like we said before, he's referenced a lot, but isn't physically there a lot, but giving him away does feel like it's a, it was a little weird for me. I was I was cool with it. I wasn't attached, but I recognized something needed to be done. I dude, that that's the five minutes spent with seeing uh, with love as she was dying, and the words, and how he's like, I'm gonna type up this huge whole thing to the HOA, and we're gonna cover this up, and I'm gonna freaking cut off toes to prove that you killed me, uh... and I'm gonna do all this stuff, and I'm gonna run away. 
and, I, and she kind of saved face, but not really. Like she went down as a freaking hero who fought against misogyny. And I just, dude, I just loved love. And I know she's gone for real. This show has never faked killed people. It's one no. of those. They're not really dead because they were knocked out, but we'll let you know in the same episode. Like we're not going to bring people back. Yeah. So I think the problem is, is some actresses play a character so good and the and the character has so much depth that I actually think they're a real person. And now I actually <laughs> fall in love with this actress and I'm going to follow her around. And this is how I fell in love with Rose Byrne. And this is how I fell in love with Amy Adams. And this is how I fell in love with Reggie McAdams. It's just what happens when you play a character that well. And it broke my freaking heart, bro. But I know season four is going to be phenomenal because he ran away and he did the smart thing and fled the country. Yeah, fled the continent. Fled the freaking hemisphere. Oh, dude. What a freaking... That was... They hit it out of the park this season. The season finale was incredible. Yeah, I definitely agree. There were some dull spots. I think we talked about our least favorite episodes, but... It was amazing. The last yeah. three make up for all the bad. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I hmm, I don't want to put this in stone per se, so I'll put it in like, this will be tentative. I would have been content if this was the finale finale. Yeah, me too. I, I hate saying this, but I'm going to anyway. I don't know what they're going to do next. But because I also like, thought that at the other seasons. But like at least at the end of season two, they left it on a cliffhanger, like an actual like, even though it didn't like give us a plot, it was like, oh, he's falling in love with his next door neighbor, which wouldn't have been a problem except for the fact that he's married in with a kid now. We were given a general concept and the hurdles in 30 seconds we don't have that for this all we know is he's in paris now i he's gonna have to start over and i i don't know i think when you do three seasons so well you got me bro i'll watch it we're in it now this is uh top five top three favorite shows all time yeah this show is the show is very good i i think i would enjoy in a different world going back and re-watching it i don't like what re-watching tv shows that much but i would like to go back and re-watch the first season after how much has happened in this one right just to remind take you back to your roots i want to go back the episode when i think of episode one i think of that episode where he's like in that old house and i think he has a jar of pee I think so. I don't remember. Dude, I remember him watching Beck have sex to the window. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to forget that. And then he finally gets the situation. He like can't perform. Dude, I, I forgot how much I love Beck, so I don't know. I think Beck is right behind love. Like Yeah. But love for me was like the girl who gets you, bro. In life, for me, the girl who gets you is by far and away the most attractive thing you can get. Because you, there's a shorthand for who you are as a person. And I'm still thinking about John Stamos in season one, if I'm being honest. I forgot John I, Stamos is in season one. Dude, he's in a not he's in a insignificant of portion of it. Yeah. I forgot he was in it. Dude, I'm freaking, I'm freaking, if I was a celebrity, I would be begging my agent, get me in this show. I don't care if I'm an extra. I don't care if I'm a freaking, I'm the Dante of this season, but you better get me in this, better get me in this show. Also, Dante's character or the actor who plays him is for real, for real blind. Okay, good. That's, that's, that's nice. So good for him, man. Yeah. Dude, if I have to give this show a rating, if, if I had to give this season a rating one out of 10, it'd be a nine. If I had to give this show Whoa. 
a rating one out of ten it'd be a ten okay this show is definitely an eight and a half for me like i watched so much of this show so quickly um so this is the only show that i'm capable of binge watching for long episodes so yeah it's like eight and a half nine for me uh i don't know if i could give this season specifically a rating um but yeah, it's it's very good. Very good. I've gotten to the point where like I'm recommending it to people and I don't even care if they don't like it. Because <laughs> I'm like, I just want someone else to talk about this with. Yeah. So I don't so, care if you don't like it, but let's talk about it. Yeah. My friend, you know, a friend of the show, Kayla, also watches this show. Um, She guest hosted for the Pride and Prejudice episode a billion years ago. And we have such different opinions on how we view the show because she almost hate watches it because she hates Joe and she hates love. Love is her least favorite character in the show. And so, I, and it's literally like she's she's in it for the thriller and the suspense of it all which is a valid reason to watch the show i'm in it because joe is such an interesting character to watch right he's i I think this might be dangerous to say but he is what a lot of guys would be if they didn't have morality filters Yeah. If they could do it, they would do it, but they don't know how. And their brain doesn't work like Joe's. Which is the scariest part of the show. There There are are people who watch this show unironically and don't know what is wrong. Yeah. Or they think the killing is the bad part. Yeah. And... You know, there are people who don't watch this show because it hits too close to home. And that is totally valid. That's that's totally valid, yeah. And I think that um, that is probably the only reason why I don't go around actively recommending it to people is like, hey, this guy does some stuff that like us as college aged people might not love watching depicted as fiction. (laughs) Right. But But, for me, I'm like, if you can watch Making a Murder or any of those like true crime stuff i'm like you can handle this so this is this is my version of that the people who can watch people like talk about sexual assault and get murdered and serial killers and be like i don't support the serial killer but i find it interesting that's me in this i'm like i don't love joe but i find this interesting yeah so the show is super good i love it um i'm hesitantly excited for season four even though it's probably not going to come out for a billion years two two i've come to terms with that yeah (laughs) but um this is we talked about this a lot longer than we thought we were going to we were like 15 30 minutes something along those lines (laughs) nope this is a whole hour baby bro it's so good so yeah. good, bro. Oh my All right. gosh. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. All right. See you later, guys. Bye.